Yirmiyahu chapter 8. Chapter 8 and chapter 9 of Yirmiyahu, the middle of chapter 8 and most of chapter 9, are actually the Haftorah for uh, Tishabov. And the it's interesting always to think about where the Haftorot are taken from. So before Tishabov, the three weeks before Tishabav, which is, of course, the national day of mourning for the Jewish people, there were three weeks, it's called Shoshad de Puranita, the three weeks which speak of the impending desolation, destruction, temple being destroyed. And week one and week two, the Haftarah, is actually the first two chapters of Yirmiyahu. Week three, the week before Teshubav, also known as Shabbat Chazon, because the beginning of Isaiah's prophecy, Yeshayahu is Chazon Yeshayah ben Amot, so that's week number three. So two of the three weeks come from Yirmiyahu, who is the prophet of desolation. And it's actually interesting that the first two weeks from Yirmiyahu, and the week before Teshubav is from Yeshayahu, and I think the reason that the Haftorah the week before Tishabav is from Yeshayahu, Yirmiyahu would appear to be a better choice, is that unlike the first two weeks, that the Haftorah has nothing to do with the Torah reading. But week number three, and the Torah reading before Tishabav is always the beginning of the book of Devarim, Parshat Devarim, so the Haftorah actually of Yeshayahu is related thematically to the Torah reading of Sefer Devarim, because the Torah reading of Sefer Devarim begins with the appointing of judges. Not only the appointing of judges, but essentially presents Israel as judges. The very first thing that happens in the beginning of the book of Devarim is the scouts come back and give their report, and the people have to make a judgment. And the people were told earlier how to make judgments, and if you don't know the answer, Moshe has an answer for you. So there's a misjudgment, and the Haftarah is all about judgment and justice. Sion will be redeemed by Mishpat, with justice and with judgment. But the first two weeks are from Yirmiyahu, because they're about desolation, the impending destruction, and Jeremiah is the prophet of destruction. And it's equally true on Tishabav itself, that the Haftorah of Tishabav, in the morning of Tishabav, that is to say, there's an afternoon Haftorah as well, which is the standard Haftorah for fast days. But the Haftorah in the morning of Tishabav, the day of mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, in the morning of the day of mourning is chapters 8 and chapter 9 of Yirmiyahu. It begins with chapter 8, verse number, verse number 13, Asof Asifem Asof Asifem is actually a difficult uh, two words. Because Asof, Aleph Samach Pei, means to gather. But asifame is related to the word sof, to make an end of. So asof asifame is a difficult phrase. Some translate it as, I will make an end of them, declares the Lord. It's interesting, by the way, that in the Torah, one of the terms someone has died, righteous person dies. Torah says in Breshit, gathered in unto his people. They who have the gathering idea. It's also the end. A sofa fame. And this is how the Haftorah of Tishabah begins. This is chapter 8. And what's interesting is that much of Yirmiyahu is connected thematically and 
linguistically with sections of the Book of Devarim. And for good reason, because the Book of Devarim speaks often of impending trouble. Moshe will not always be with us, and Moshe, God, Moshe, is concerned what will happen in the future. And there are predictions of difficult times in the future, and in fact there's a long admonition which talks about a blessing if one keeps the Torah, maintains the covenant, and a very long description of what will happen, horrible description, of what will happen in the event Israel fails to keep the covenant. Over here, in the Haftorah, beginning in verse number 13, and in verse 14, we have the following verse. So here the people are talking. Why are we sitting by? Let us gather into the fortified cities and meet our doom there. For the Lord our God has doomed us, has made us drink a bitter draft, because we sinned against the Lord. So in the chapter 8 of Yirmiyahu, the people presume that they are the same fate that awaits them outside the city will await them inside the city. Let's go, at least go to the city. Let's die in the city. Let's go to the fortified cities, because it makes no difference. Here to the gathering. Let's gather together. Gather together and die in the city. And it's interesting that it presumably addresses the verses in chapter 28 in Dvarim, in the admonition. There, is presented differently. There the Torah says that the cities will not be safe. You may think, actually, that you're going to find protection in the city, in the fortified places. That's found in uh, Devarim chapter 28, verse number 52. The enemy will besiege you, Tsar from the narrow, will besiege you in all of your gates, until the walls, the fortified walls, the tall walls will fall down. That which you rely upon. What you rely upon is not reliable. The cities, the fortified cities are not safe. And here in Yermio chapter 8, which probably speaks to that, here the people already have conceded that the cities are not safe, no more safe than being outside the city, but at least let's go into a city. Let's gather together, we'll die together in the city. So the people have given up. And in verse 17, we also have the verse, I'm going to send against you serpents that cannot be charmed. So over here we have, and this is true in the uh, verses in Dvarim as well, that the suffering is not just physical suffering, but this kind of psychological suffering as well, the doubt, the despair. And that's the way this uh, chapter, and this Haftorah actually begins of chapter 8, that the people are hoping for something, but, but they know it's not going to happen. The serpents have no charmers. Verse number 20, Harvest is past, summer is gone, we have not been saved. We had hoped at some point that salvation will come, 
it's not going to happen. There's a sense of hopelessness. That's how the Haftar begins. That's how chapter 8 concludes. And it's interesting that in chapter 8, we have somebody is speaking. In the book of Yirmiyahu, we can't always tell who is the talker. Chapter 8, verse 21, we have the following verse. Al Shevrebatami Hoshbarti, Kodarti, Shama Hechezikatni. My people are shattered, or because my people are shattered, I am shattered. I am dejected, seized by desolation. Who is the speaker? So presumably the speaker is Yirmiyoh himself. My people are shattered, I am shattered. And this speaks to Yirmiyoh's identification with the people. We have already spoken a bit about that, that despite the fact that his role is to speak God's word, and God's word are the warnings and the prophetic prophecies about desolation, destruction, punishment, etc. But nonetheless, he identifies with the people. Hatsari en bigilad, imrofei en sham, ki madualo alta aruchat batami. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Famous expression. Can no physician be found? Why has healing not yet come to my poor people? In other words, what he bemoans is the fact that people did not take advantage of the possibilities that they had to repair the breach, to put themselves back in the good stead and to continue a normal life. You could have gone to the doctor. There is a doctor. There's a, someone who can cure you. There's the prophet. They're the teachers. But they were not to be found. And then the last verse of chapter 8, Oh, that my head will water in my eyes a fount of tears. I would weep day and night for the slate of my poor people. And that sounds like it could be Yermio. It's not clear. It could be one of the people speaking for the people in general. Or it could be Yermio speaking, and he talks about his desire to cry for the people. I would cry day and night for the slate of my poor people. And that's that it is Yirmiyo, I think, is supported by the next verse, which is the first verse of chapter 9. The first verse of chapter 9 is, Oh, I wish I were in the desert, in an encampment for, for wayfarers. And I would abandon them, I would leave them. They are a band of rogues, and they are adulterers. I presume the same person is speaking, both in verse 22 of chapter 8 and verse 1 of chapter 9. And if it's Yirmiyo, it describes very well exactly where he stands. Because the second verse says, I'm tired of these people, I'm sick of these people, I want nothing to do with these people. I wish I could go into the desert and separate myself from these people. Of course, he can't do that, because his mission is to always be with the people and to speak to them. But in the previous verse, I would cry for day and night for the slain of Batami, for my people. At the end of the day, despite his desire, perhaps, on occasion, to, to leave, to go into the desert, to separate, he actually can't separate. Because at the 
end of the day, he fully identifies with the suffering people, despite their mistakes, despite their sinfulness. And he cries for them. He cries throughout the book of Yirmiyahu. So on one hand, he's the one who speaks of the impending doom. On the other hand, he is a mourner for his people.